One of my greatest pleasures is simply baked chicken skin. You take the chicken skin off the breast or the thigh or whatever part of the chicken, season it with whatever seasonings you like, salt, pepper, whatever. Bake it at 375 for 30 minutes. It renders the fat out, and you have this amazing tasting, wonderful dish, which is crispy. And you can eat it crispy like that is, which is a delicious way to eat it. It's called chicharrones. Or you can break it up and put it on a salad just like you would bacon. And what it is, chicken skin without that fat, is mostly a type of collagen. And it is collagen that we're going to talk about today. I'm Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Fork You, where we're going to teach you a little bit about the myths and misunderstandings of collagen. I want you to imagine that if I told you an industry-funded study showed you some pharmaceutical agent worked, might you be skeptical of that study? Well, of course you might. You might consider it a bit suspicious. Now I want you to take some of the common claims of collagen, not the wonderful dish that we just made, but the powder that you buy off the store. You'll hear things like it improves skin elasticity, it supports bone and joint health, it strengthens hair, skin, and nails, it may benefit a body's cellular structure, it supports healthy skin, bone, and joints, it will feed your skin health, it'll improve nail appearance and strength, and it'll lead to noticeable hair thickness. Collagen is a supplement. It's not regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. The drug side, it is regulated by the food side. Now, if you look at the bottom of the websites of these collagen products, you'll see these common disclaimers that the claims they have made have been, quote, not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, unquote. And probably you will see this other one, quote, these products are not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any disease, unquote. Those disclaimers are provided by the lawyers because if one claims to cure, treat, or diagnose an actual medical condition, then it must pass the drug portion of the FDA approval. So to be clear, there have been no Food and Drug Administration studies that show collagen as a supplement can treat any disease. That's kind of common of most supplements. If you can't know the composition or quality of the ingredients, if they can't readily be insured, the validity of the research on those dietary supplements is just questionable. Now, in drug testing, we have three phases, meaning phase one, which is they're determining the dose for safety. And while the supplement industry is happy if you think that all supplements are good and all pharmaceuticals are evil, and every drug and every chemical from water to salt from formaldehyde has a toxic dose, but theirs somehow doesn't, they're selling you something. Phase two of FDA, the drug test, is to test the drug for efficacy and side effects. You know, some people are going to react poorly to a drug, right? And some people will act poorly to a supplement. We need to know what those effects are. Phase three testing is to determine if there's truly efficacy. What is the effectiveness of this drug? Now, we know that Aunt Cheryl took whatever supplement she got and cured her from whatever disease she had 
But that hardly rises to the level of testing it on many people with proven diseases. Phase four is the most important one. It's called post-marketing surveillance. Because even though you may have gone through phase trial one, two, and three under really strict supervision, when you release a drug to the public, you have a chance to see millions of reactions. That's how Vioxx, a drug used worldwide, was taken off the market in 2004 because of the risk of fatal heart attacks. Thalidomide is a clear example of how the Food and Drug Administration work. It was released in Europe. It even had a couple of drug trials in the United States, but it was never approved in the United States because of insufficient data. Thalidomide was the agent that was given to people who were pregnant, who had nausea and vomiting. And it led to a disproportionately high people who didn't develop hands, and they developed what was known as flipper arm. So the FDA drug testing is very rigorous and very specific. And collagen has never had that rigorous testing performed. So what do we know about collagen? First of all, it's regulated as a food, not a drug. And if you think the food part of the FDA is really great, think about this. You know all those recalls of spinach and romaine lettuce? All those recalls were issued after the shelf life of the ones that were concerned to have salmonella or E. coli had passed. They weren't on the shelves anymore. The FDA food part is underfunded, underpersoned part of the industry. But let's talk about the undisputed science of collagen. Collagen is the main protein that forms the connective tissue, our body, our skins, our joints, our tendons, our bones, our blood vessels, even our heart valves. There are 28 different types of collagen, but over 90% of the collagen is type 1, which is a huge molecule, thousands of amino acids, coded for by over 40 genes, made into this trihelix thing. In order to make it, strong with other collagen molecules. Collagen molecules form together and they start cross-linking each other, just like long strings of barbed wire cross-linked with the fence posts. We need vitamin C to do this. Without vitamin C, collagen doesn't have the strength. You end up with scurvy. You know, old wounds open up, blood vessels break under the skin, etc. And while collagen contains about 19 amino acids, 17% of the amino acids are proline and glycine, usually about every third amino acid found, one is formed specifically called hydroxyproline after proline is incorporated into the molecule is cleaved off. So let's say we're going to see what happens when we consume the collagen. So let's say you start eating lots of chicken skin, which is delicious, by the way, and I wouldn't blame you if you did. It's rich in collagen. Or let's say you buy a liquid collagen or collagen peptides, which are they take the amino acids from the protein, they break them down. You, when you start eating collagen, let's say that delicious chicken skin, your teeth start breaking it down. There's the mechanical breakdown of the teeth. You have enzymes in your mouth that start breaking the collagen down. It hits the stomach. The stomach acid hits it. There's more molecules breaking it down. It goes down to the small bowel. The pancreas and the bile break it down even further to two and three amino acid units from that 1,800 amino acid units. And you absorb those amino acid units by active transport into your circulation. And your body uses it wherever. Since we have so much collagen, if you have amino acids that you absorb, most of them are going to go to collagen, whether it's whey protein, whether it's collagen, whether it's chicken skin, whether it's chicken breast, it doesn't matter. In fact, about 96% of the amino acids are absorbed in the first part of your small bowel. Now, that 57% of the amino acids in collagen are hydroxyproline, glycine, and proline is interesting because hydroxyproline, which is made specifically after the collagen is formed, is not actively transported across the gut. What does that mean? It's passive. It means if you have a low level of hydroxyproline, 
it'll absorb. If you have a high level of hydroxyproline, it won't. If you have more amino acids in your bloodstream than you know and you have good kidneys, they'll just pee it out. And, and you know, dietary protein and amino acids, you can absorb them throughout your entire life. It's not impaired when you get older. So what about taking collagen? Will it help you? Well, there was different studies that have been done, all of them industry-funded, all of them with less than 100 people. All of them seem to show it helps somewhat. In tissue culture, it means cells grown in the, lab, in the laboratory, something I did for many, many years. It's a fibroblast cell, and you put hydroxyproline in, and it stimulates them to produce collagen. That's not surprising, right? Because hydroxyproline, as it's broken down, collagen would, synthesis would happen. Does that happen in normal cells? We really don't know. Is the hydroxyproline that you take from the collagen, that either that delicious chicken skin or the liquid collagen or the amino acids, are they incorporated? No, because hydroxyproline can't be incorporated because to make it into a collagen molecule, it has to be proline and cleave. That hydroxyproline is simply peed out. And most of these studies have come from these Korean cosmetic companies, from scientists in there, where they publish it saying that skin moisture increased by 7.3% when they were given peptides from fish collagen. And that may not be much of a change, but it's worth noting that collagen in the stratum corneum of the skin, which is that final layer of skin that serves to protect underlying tissue, you can increase some natural moisturizing factor, and it provides a little more of a water gradient. So that would be a good thing if it really did that. But we just don't have really good evidence from randomized studies of non-pharmaceutical scientists that say this works. And not only that, but a lot of these studies also involve vitamin A and vitamin C, and we know that vitamin A makes your hair thicker. We know that vitamin C is necessary for collagen cross-linking. The conclusion of one of these studies was that although some studies have demonstrated that collagen supplementation can enhance skin qualities like elasticity and hydration, dermatologic claims in the media surpass any evidence currently supported by the literature. And then finally, more research is needed to establish the effects and physiologic mechanism of collagen supplementations. And dermatologists should be aware of the unsubstantiated proclamations of collagen made by companies and in social media, as well as what evidence is established thus far to be equipped to discuss collagen supplementation with patients. Let me break that down for you further. The evidence just isn't there. Well, what about bone broth? I mean, there's lots of bone broth things out there. It's filled with collagen. It'll heal the gut. And when everybody says that it's going to heal the gut, it doesn't mean anything. It'll renew skin. It turns out as delicious as bone broth is. And bone broth, I make bone broth from chicken skin. I mean from chicken bones. It's delicious. It's my precursor to gravy. And most bone broth that I've tried, you know, commercially, it just tastes awful. But let's just be clear. There just isn't enough collagen in there that if collagen was a problem, bone broth would help you with that. So if you want to supplement with collagen, fine. Will it help your skin? Will it help your nails? Well, Hair and nails are keratin, not collagen. Will it help? Uh, maybe. Do we have enough evidence that it'll help? No. Have there been problems with supplements in the normal supplement industry where they have been given to people and people have found out they've had problems? Yes, because some of these skin and nail promoting growths have not only collagen in them and vitamin A in them and vitamin C and God knows what else, because they're not regulated, remember. There have been poisonings that have occurred from these. So before you go down and plop down 10 or 30 or 60 or 150 bucks for that bunch of collagen, know this. The vast majority of collagen amino acids are something your own body makes. You don't need extra collagen to make them, number one. Number two, 
There are plenty of sources of good amino acids. I personally prefer hummus than I do to having collagen. Number three, chicharrones. Chicken skin is delicious. And if you believe in collagen, then have chicken skin. It will help you and be much more delicious. But the facts about collagen just aren't there for us to say, yes, you should buy collagen. It'll help with your hair and your nails because it really isn't there yet. Do you know what we call a supplement that works on a disease as a drug? We call it a drug. Collagen supplements are predominantly a waste of money. And I'm Dr. Terry Simpson with 4Q. We want to thank Simpler Media who produces 4Q. And we hope to see you another day. Thank you very much. And you know what? Chicken skin. If you go to terrysimpson.com under recipes, you'll see my personal recipe for chicken skin. It really is that good. Mm -hmm.